What's up, family? I'm not going to lie. I am not going to lie. I cannot be more excited about this show because we got a full house for y'all. Now, if it's your first time watching, glad to have you. Volume's up, remote's down, and what, Shady? Stick around for a long time. <laughs> That's it. Stay for a while. Now, look, on the far end, we got NFL insider Dave Helm, and we have the brilliant Joy Taylor. Good to see you, Joy. I like that pink. I like that pink. It's great. Slick, Rick, the Buker, NBA insider. Y'all know what time it is. And then we got Eagles, all-time rushing leader, LaShawn, Shady, 2-5, 2-Live, McCoy. Okay, let's get it started with the NFL because the franchise tag window, it is officially open. And the biggest names in sports, they are up for the tag. Now, Lamar Jackson is the name that you at home have to be watching. I hope you are buckled up for this conversation. He's a unanimous MVP in 2019, but the Ravens have to decide right here and right now, are they going to sign him? Or are they going to give him a franchise tag? Now, the franchise tag will be around $45 million, but a salary would be the same. This is what Lamar Jackson cryptically tweeted within the last 24 hours on his Instagram story, rather. He says, no matter how much genuine love you show, It'll never be enough. So, blanket, ice cold emoji. Now, I'm going to be honest. I am not an emojiologist. I'm not. So, Dave Hellman, I understand, like, the, the blanket emoji, like the cussing emoji. Yeah. But, like, the ice cold emoji after the cussing emoji. Can, like, you break that one down for your boy? I mean... My guess, like, I think of the icy emoji, isn't that like a, just like a, you know, like a I'm, I'm different type of thing, like ice cold, ice in my veins? That's that's my interpretation. I'm not an emoji. I don't, Joy's, not. The, Joy's the doctor. Yeah, we're not this old. What's it mean? <laughs> What's it, well, I don't know what the ice one means. I Joy? mean, it just it means icy. like, yeah, we, like so cold hearted. Oh, like okay, bet, 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 bet. Like, like no, no, no friends. Sleep, but, yeah. No friends in ice these negotiations. Used to be tight. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, let's get to Lamar Jackson, right? Uh, What should the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson? That's the question on the floor. For me, it's very simple. I got one question for Lamar Jackson. Are you willing to play under the tag? If the answer to that is no, then the Ravens better find a way to trade Lamar Jackson for a haul. My one question for Lamar Jackson, hey, you willing to play under the tag now? We've seen the tag work out for Dak Prescott. We've seen the tag work out for Kirk Cousins. So playing under the tag is not the worst thing in the world for Lamar Jackson. You will make what? The average of the top five highest paid at the position, roughly $45 million in one year. You'll get it right here, right now. And then you can be in this situation again next year with another tag making around $60 million or... You can go hit the market and get that real big money that you want. That's my question for Lamar from the Ravens. Are you willing to play under the tag? If he's not willing to play under the tag, then I would try to trade him for a haul because what I will do under no circumstance is make the fiscally irresponsible decision of giving him a Deshaun Watson type of deal. I'm glad Deshaun got that money. I'm glad Mulligetta negotiated that contract. But that is a fiscally irresponsible business decision to give a quarterback $230-plus million, fully guaranteed, particularly if that quarterback has missed 11 games due to injury and counting over the last two years. So that's very simply what I would do with Lamar. You want to play under the tag? If so, hey, let's get busy. If not, might have to get on. Joy Taylor, where do you stand? What should the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson? You know, we're going to be talking about this for a while, likely. And the more we talk about it, the more I just have no sympathy whatsoever for the Ravens. It's not Lamar Jackson's fault that the Browns don't do business well. Mm-hmm. It, it's just not. And the more that I look at what Deshaun Watson was paid, Kyler Murray was paid, what the other top quarterbacks are paid around the league, Lamar Jackson has every right to demand all the money that he is owed. It's his turn to get paid. 
So unless the Ravens just want to continue playing this quarterback carousel where they never pay big money to a quarterback, which is one way of doing business. I don't know in recent years how that's really worked out for a team long term. Moving on from someone like Lamar Jackson, they can try it. But Lamar Jackson should not do anything but get all the money that he's owed. We talk about Deshaun Watson. He missed 10 games due to injury. Deshaun Watson has been injured also. Kyler Murray missed nine games due to injury. Mm -hmm. Why is Lamar Jackson this injury-prone player? Because he's missed 11 games? Deshaun Watson doesn't get talked about like an injury-prone player, even though he's had multiple ACL injuries. And he just got... $233 $233 million guaranteed? 36 $36, sorry. Mm. Let, me, let me make sure I account for all of the dollars. $236 million guaranteed for a player that missed 10 games due to injury and 28 due to suspension and sitting out. And that counts. Does count. Wasn't on the field. Nope. Wasn't on the field. So, and do you think that hurt the Browns this year? It surely did. Mm-hmm. So why is it that it's Lamar Jackson's responsibility to deal with a bad deal from the Browns? We all feel like that is a bad deal. But Kyler and Deshaun have injuries as well, but Lamar Jackson is now being labeled as an injury-prone player. It just doesn't make any sense to me. He has absolutely every right to stand on this and get all the money he's deserved. I think that's a really good point, but that's the thing is that I think there's, there's a gap here. Like, there's a gap between, even with your injuries, you've won an MVP, you deserve to set the market in your own way, and... The Browns did this ridiculously irresponsible thing, and I don't think it's the, it shouldn't be the Baltimore Ravens' obligation to atone for that either. Like, it's not their fault the Browns did some wild, stupid stuff, and I don't blame them if they don't want to pay the bill for that. Kyler Murray did not get every dollar of his deal guaranteed. Russell Wilson has agreed to a new extension. He did not get every dollar of it guaranteed. So I don't blame the Ravens if they're saying, hey, We would love to make you the best-paid quarterback in terms of average salary, in terms of the size of your contract. We don't want to guarantee every dollar of it. And that's that's where I love this. I love this impasse. I think it's going to be fascinating. And not to ruin the drama of the tag deadline, but I think it's important to remember this is a starting point. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson's going to get tagged. All that really means is they have until July to work on a new deal. And really, like, does it matter if Lamar Jackson sits out of OTAs as a form of protest of being tagged? Absolutely not. If a deal gets done by the July deadline, he'll be in training camp. So, not like again, not to ruin the drama, but all this is is a starting point for negotiations. But what I'm interested to see is, who is willing to bend? Like, is Lamar Jackson truly insistent on getting a Deshaun Watson deal? Or if the Ravens say, hey, man, I actually I did math. That's how interesting I think that is. <laughs> and I'm not good at it. But if the Baltimore Ravens were to say, hey, man, we'll pay you $55 million over five years, and we'll guarantee roughly 70% of it, which is about what guys like Kyler and Russ got, that would be $200 million in guarantees. If the Ravens are willing to pay Lamar Jackson $55 million a year and guarantee 70% of it, and he says no to that, can I blame the Ravens for feeling some type of way? I can't. So that's what I'm, I'm fascinated to see. Is Lamar really insistent on getting a fully guaranteed deal, or can they work out a more traditional extension like we've seen from other 2-5, guys? you have been the highest paid in the league at your position. I don't think anybody else on national television can say that about playing pro football, so your answer carries a lot of weight. What should the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson? They got to pay this guy, like right now. Dave, I like what you said, but they don't work like that. I'm not working with Kyler Murray's contract. I don't want to talk with him about – I'm way better than him. I want to go at the top of the market. And this is how it works. 
I was in a situation where I was trying to get a contract with the Chiefs, or uh, the Chiefs, with uh, the Eagles, Andy Reid, his in my head. Anyway, <laughs> and it was like, listen, I want to be paid at the top of the market. Now, at the time, Adrian Peterson, he was the big dog. So I, I understood that. But I got to get close to AP. And it's some stuff that they didn't want to give, and it's stuff that I didn't want to give. But you got to meet in the middle. So I got to put a little bit of my pride to the side. And the, and the Ravens have to do the same thing. We got to get Lamar Jackson signed. Mm-hmm. Because the problem is this. What's your team look like without him? This year, two and four. With him, eight and four. A real playoff chance. It's only one quarterback in the league that has more w- wins and, and winning percentage. Is That's Patrick Mahomes. And you see what he does every year. Either in the Super Bowl or a chance to get to the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson is that type of player. The, the only thing I hate about the Ravens, the way they're handling this thing, is that Lamar Jackson did everything in his power to do the right thing. Like, I could text a million superstar players. Nobody would do it like that. True. Go on the camp. We talked about Wait, time out. You want me to go to practice? Whoa, 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 whoa. You want me to be in the meetings? Nobody's doing that. I don't care what player it is, quarterback. I don't care what color. I don't care what size. Mm-hmm. Nobody does. It's all about the business. So I look at Lamar Jackson. He did everything the right way. I'm coming to camp. I'm working with the younger players. You draft these guys. I'm the quarterback. I'm the leader. I'm going to work with these guys. True. You want me to come to the games? I'm going to be there. I'm going to support them. When guys are fighting for concerts, they don't do that. Nobody does that. You be the bad guy. Then when you get your money, then everybody's smiling. <laughs> so my thing is the Ravens. Do the right thing. He's a franchise quarterback. The ownership, I know y'all love money. They love money, the owners. Nobody's coming to watch who? What, what player are you going to come watch? I mean, we know the names, but I'm just saying, what you don't player? want to watch Tyler Huntley Ravens offense. What? That doesn't Mark do Anderson is, is a hell of a tight end, one of the best. Not coming to watch him. You coming to watch Lamar throw him the ball. You see what I'm saying? Lamar Jackson is a special player. You got to pay this guy. He's, he's for the future, and he's great for your franchise. I, I guess the question is, because you, you clearly have to pay him, but I guess the real question is, like, what do you pay him? Top of the market. Because if I'm the Ravens, I think I have a lot of ground to stand on. Okay. The reason is, only five franchises have won multiple Super Bowls since the turn of the century. Mm-hmm. And all of those franchises that have done it 2-5, they've done it with Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Okay. The Bucs, they've, they've won two. Tom Brady was there. The Patriots obviously won multiple. Tom Brady was there. The Giants won multiple. Eli Manning was there. The Steelers won multiple. Ben Roethlisberger was there. But the Ravens won multiple with Joe Flacco, and they won with Trent Dilfer. So the Ravens are sitting here like, wait a second now, of any franchise that's earned the right, to be in this position. We, more than any other franchise, have earned the right to be in this position. Is Ray Lewis there? No, he's not. Okay. He's not, Is but... He coming back? No, but I do think... It's a, if, keep going. If, Is Ed there? He's not. He he's not, but I do <laughs> think... I do think, like, they have players that they believe can scratch those surfaces. They can believe they whatever have, they want. Ray Lewis and Ed Reed are Hall of Famers. They are. I'm not saying that, the play, that those players can't become that. But we know what Ray Lewis, the reason that that happened is because those players were there. Sure. And they don't have that right now. They don't. But I will say the first Super Bowl, they didn't have Ed. The second Super Bowl, they had Ed. But furthermore, they have first-team all-pro linebacker in Roquan Smith. Now, is he Ray Lewis? No, but nobody's Ray Lewis. Okay, but the so, difference between winning a championship with a quarterback that isn't a Ben Roethlisberger, that isn't a Eli Manning, who will, who will likely be in the Hall of Fame, who isn't a Tom Brady, is you have guys like Ray Lewis and Ed right. Reed. Like, the, you have to have transcendent greatness all on its own on one side of the ball completes in order to compensate for having a quarterback that is not of that same level. So if you feel confident that the Ravens feel confident they can do that, who do they have that's transcendent? Because you can't say, okay, he's an all pro, but he's not quite that. No, you either are Ray Lewis, who is one of one, 
or you're not. And they don't have that level of defense. Maybe it, you it, find that transcendent player with the hall of picks you get for Lamar. Maybe, maybe. No, 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 no. Who's winning I mean, right, we the, the right NFL now. right now? But here's the thing. I don't, I, we thought it was the Niners, and they still need a quarterback. That's valid. A, it's valid. an interesting conversation, but here's what we know. The Ravens are trying to move in that direction. It doesn't get better than first-team All-Pro. It doesn't. Not actively right. playing. Right. No, you're right. You're and right. Roquan Smith yeah. was a first-team All-Pro at the Mike linebacker that Ray Lewis was. Now, again, you can't have a conversation about somebody being Ray, but it doesn't get better than it don't get better than first-team All-Pro, as you know. Go ahead, Tupac. Go ahead. Go I ahead. like this new thing. This is a new thing. Because he's he's so good for TV. You can argue any point, and I love it. But come on, that defense that's like one of a kind. They were. They were one of one. It was, it was this thing they had on. Um, I, I forget what it was on uh, ESPN or yeah, something yeah, like that. Was yeah. it ESPN? They did a doc on them, on and the it was like the best defense of all time. They're top five. They're top five. They're, five. They're like top two. You can't name them a deepest baron that. So my thing is, nowadays, I'm talking about right now. I'm not going way back then mm-hmm. and all this. You going with Joe Flacco. <laughs> right now, if you look at all the last three, four champions as quarterbacks or, or, or teams, the you got your back. You got your quarterback. You're not wrong about Come that. On, it's a new day and age now. Yeah. Oh, it's a new day and age. Lamar Jackson, we will be watching closely. But coming up, this conversation, y'all do not want to miss. Kevin Durant, he's out of Brooklyn. But what in the world does that mean after that huge trade that sent him to Phoenix? Here's the conversation. Does KD actually have anything to gain by going to Phoenix? Or is it all going to be a loss? Mm. That's next. On does rings and things count or no? Let me know. <laughs> There's no more exciting conversation for this show than a conversation of Kevin Durant, who is out of Brooklyn. He got his way, but now he is in Phoenix. Charles Barkley called KD, quote, a bus rider. That's in the past. He said this trade would change the narrative if he wins a title with his new team. Slick Rick the Buker, how you doing, big dog? How you doing? I'm good. You're good. Glad to be back. Slick, Slick, Slick Rick. (laughs) You ever ever wear the the eye that patch like the Slick Rick from Uh, the rapper? No, but uh, maybe next show. (laughs) What's your birthday? What's What's your birthday? Uh, March 16th. Okay. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give him the whole Slick Rick outfit. Give some chains and Sweet. the air. Sweet. Joey knows. <laughs> Let's get into it. Um, Kevin Durant, not his birthday, but he got the gift he wanted by getting to <laughs> Phoenix. Now, the question on the floor, though, is this good or bad for Katie? Now, whenever we talk about Kevin Durant, things get spicy on this show. I believe that Kevin Durant has significantly more to lose than gain by going to Phoenix. And it's real simple for me. When we think about Kevin Durant, we don't question his talent. We don't question his ability. We don't question his status as one of the greatest of all time. When we think about Kevin Durant, we question what Charles Barkley said, what Shaquille O'Neal said more suddenly on social media just three weeks ago. Is Kevin Durant a bus driver or is he along for the ride? When you join the 73-win Warriors, the knock was the fact that you joined the best team by record in the National Basketball Association. Now you're joining the Phoenix Suns. 64 wins last year, 51 the year before, and they didn't even play 82 games. You are joining the best team by record over the last two years by more than 14 games. So if Kevin Durant does go to Phoenix and he does win a title, well, he was supposed to win a title. You joined the best team in basketball over the last two years by more than 14 games. So I don't know, 2-5, if KD actually has anything to gain by going to Phoenix, but you break it down for your boy. Does he have more to gain or lose in Phoenix? Do you see what I'm saying right here? Yeah, I know. It's a lose-lose. Wherever Kevin Durant goes, it's a lose-lose. And the problem is he's so great. That's the issue. The issue is that Kevin Durant is so great. No matter where he goes, it's a lose-lose for him. How? Okay. Make it sense. Talk, so, Charles Barkley. Well, I love Charles Barkley. Matter of fact, Shaquille O'Neal, you, talk, you brought mm-hmm. up. At the Super Bowl, I interviewed him with I Am Athlete. Yep. And he talked about how, you know, Kevin got to go out there and do it on his own. And I'm like, Shaq, what player now does that? 
Nobody does does it on their own. Everybody's building a team. If it's if it's two stars or three stars, you got to build it together. Mm. You can't win a championship with just you. Them days are over with. So now when I look at Kevin Durant, he goes to the Suns, right? The, the Nets trade him to the Suns, okay? You're going to say this. Oh, they got, they got Devin Booker. Oh, they got CP3. He can't win. Every team he goes to is going to be the best player. The Suns, don't, they don't go to no championship without Kevin Durant. You see how good they were in the, in the regular season? Let's talk, let's talk about it. Last year, what did they do? They didn't even get to the Western uh, Conference Luka. Finals. Luka got him. Loss. Luka got okay? Then, then before that, what they do? Another Decent loss. Point. So my thing is, Kevin Durant, <laughs> he's the guy that's going to bring you a championship. Yeah. And, and it don't matter what team he goes to, he has to have some help. And whoever the help is, he's going to be better than them no matter what it is. Kevin Durant is that guy. Stop the hate because I can't take no more. <laughs> Joy, more to gain or lose Kevin Durant in Phoenix? He has more to gain. I don't – why do we have to suffer hustle? Right. I hate it. You didn't have it as hard as me. Like, all right. Like, it's like my complaint about being cold. Look, I lived in Pittsburgh for 18 years. Right? I can complain about cold whenever I feel like it. I did my time. All right? <laughs> Just relax. KD is a legend in this game already. He's a champion. He's an MVP. Why has he got to suffer? Why we got to suffer? Let this man live. He got traded there. They, don't, they, don't, they haven't won a championship. This they isn't haven't. the Warriors. Yep. Is he allowed to play alongside other good players? I don't, I don't really – I don't understand. I'm happy she's back. <laughs> he has more to gain. I'm, I've always been off of the, the narrative that KD didn't win those, those championships. They're not legit. It's mm. silly. He was the best player on those teams. I don't care how you feel about it. Your feelings are irrelevant. He was the best player on those championship teams, the best player in the finals. He won the finals MVP because of it. He was a league MVP before that. He played in the finals before he went to the Warriors. And he did, had a disastrous time in Brooklyn. Let him, let him live his life. I don't understand the suffer hustling. You don't get extra points for that. So, right. so what? Never in the history of any championship has there been an asterisk. He had to play really hard. Who cares? I can't get into it. I can't do it. Let help that man help us, Slick. Come on, help us now. Well, I, I got to untangle this because I don't see him <laughs> suffering, whether he had stayed in Brooklyn or wherever he is. He's a two-time champion. And Simmons? Four-time scoring champion. He has... Nothing to lose going to Phoenix because we don't really know what KD is looking to gain. Why is he going to Phoenix? You started it with yesterday. Well, he wants to win. That's why he has to leave Brooklyn. First of all, he was winning in Brooklyn. When he and Kyrie were on the floor together, they were winning at, what, what they won 19-2. and two. Yep, yep, yep. They could win. If he really wanted to win, though, he would have never left the Golden State Warriors. Mm. He's looking for basketball fulfillment that we don't quite understand. So if you was looking for not just to win, but to be seen what? For the thing that he didn't get in Golden State, which was the recognition of being the player. He had the opportunity to do that in Brooklyn. And that's where the Phoenix Suns move doesn't make sense. Because let's say they win a championship. Are we giving it to Kevin Durant that he won that championship? No. To Acho's point, we're going to say the same thing that we said in Golden State. And I disagree that they're the same Phoenix Suns team that went to the finals two years ago or won uh, 60-plus games last year. They lost Mikael Bridges in the trade. They lost uh, Crowder. Mm -hmm. Crowder, yep. Mm -hmm. They lost Cam Johnson. Like, they lost some shooters, right? They're not the same team. But if they win in Phoenix, 
He doesn't get anything more out of it than he did with Golden State. State. Maybe a little bit on, more whoa, 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 because Golden no, no, State no. had already won a championship. 70, come on, they had the best record in the NBA? I'm with, I, I see what Sika's saying. Like, Shady, he's not getting a colossal bump on his narrative. It's about narratives. And where, where I'm with Joy is okay. I don't think you have to suffer hustle, but we can't lie. We do give individuals more respect if they got it out the mud or not in sports and in life. Your friend who, whose dad was a trust fund kid who ends up running a Fortune 500 company, yeah. we don't look at them the same way as the boy who came out the hood and ended up making $500 million. I don't, at least. When I look at the likes of an Oprah Winfrey and how she made a billion dollars, I look at her very different than I look at other people who made a billion dollars off inheritance. Gotcha. So I don't know that it's not as much for me, Joy, as suffer hustling slick as suffer hustling as it is. Like, there is different levels of respect that are delineated. And here's the thing. It doesn't have to be 500 million. It doesn't have to be a billion. If you're taking it out of the mud and you make and you become a millionaire, like the bar is lower. So for Kevin Durant to have taken the Brooklyn Nets somewhere that they've never been before would have been a greater accomplishment than going to the Phoenix Suns and winning a championship with all that talent. And I thought that Kevin Durant left the Golden State Warriors because he wanted to be recognized for what he could do. Not what he could do with others, but what he could do. And that opportunity was still there with the Brooklyn Nets. But, yes, of course we give people more credit from what they came from. But Katie already did that. He, are we just erasing no, no, no. the Oklahoma he City did. Thunder? Like, right. He but played right. there. He won an MVP there. He went to the finals there. He already, he already did that. He already did his suffering. He did, and, and, and he did And wait, this is my question. Can I ask you, well, then so, let's stop doing that. Stop erasing those years he spent there and give him the credit for what he did he deserves there. deserves it. Because when we talk about Golden State, we act like we just, he just came into the league and automatically went to this ready-made situation, and he didn't. He did all he could and put in his time in Oklahoma City, and people just disregard that. Well, so when I say when – when we talk about respect, it's like as it's, it's oh, if yeah. his career started when he got to, Oklahoma, to, to Golden State. State yeah. And that's like – that's just weak. No, but I think the, the significance of his career in the sense of like James he Harden – league MVP. James, the NBA I'm saying finals. James Harden does too, and so is Russell Westbrook. But we don't look at Russell Westbrook nor James Harden as we look at Kevin Durant. They're not as good. They're not as good. They're not as good. They're not as good. And Kevin Durant's better them. This is my question though. Name me some teams or players, right, that's, that's getting out the mud and, is, and winning championships. I'm waiting because I'm tired of hearing it. So y'all, y'all two tell me. Tell me some players. Giannis didn't even do that. Tell me some players that's winning championships out the mud. I already I'm said. waiting. Giannis is easy. You keep saying that. Giannis, Giannis, play, Giannis plays with, with Drew Holiday, who's an all-star. And he plays with Middleton, all-star. Oh, right. but here, okay, no, 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 no. Go keep okay. going. Uh, uh, let me elaborate. Kawhi Leonard went to the Toronto Raptors. The Raptors Kawhi Leonard went to the Toronto Raptors and won a championship. Kawhi Leonard. The Raptors were not in the mud. They were top of the Eastern Conference almost every year. But time out. They could never get over the hump until they added Kawhi Leonard got himself out of the Spurs, out of San Antonio, and went to Toronto. Did we not forget that? No. What's the difference with him and Kevin Durant? I'm, I'm, it's like I'm fed up with it. He wanted to, uh, this What's is the difference? What, this is what? He did the same thing. I'm leaving. Here's, this is that he's quiet. No, 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 He's cool. That's what happened. The Toronto Raptors. He told his first, I'm not playing. I'm not playing. I'm hurt. That is true. The Toronto Raptors had never. They had never come. Look, we can look at They were not the mud. They were not the mud. They're not the mud? Okay, fine. What's his name? Uh, the, 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 the big. Pascal? Come on. He's a beast. All-star. Hey. He's Oklahoma been... City, Oklahoma City. We're going, went... that, we're going that far back. Okay, go ahead. They went to the finals. How, so, how, how long ago was that? 
Who cares? Who cares? They went to the finals. But the team but left. We didn't, we, and we look at them as if, oh, he played eight, nine seasons there and never accomplished anything. I right? don't. That's my point. When we talk about KD ha- always has to have people on here, hold up. He did that in Oklahoma City. He was the best player there. So count those years Understood. of his career. My point, is, my point is the last step between being a team that could win a championship versus a team that does win a championship that distinguishes Great players. Chasm. That's what Kawhi Leonard did in Toronto. Toronto had never had a championship before. That's the step yeah, that KD that, is trying to the accomplish Suns got a chip? without being... Here's, without here's, do the Suns got a chip? Joy, do the Suns got a chip? We got to go to break, Shady. We have to go to break. But here's all I will say is okay. when you think about somebody like Giannis... Chris Middleton was not an all-star prior to Giannis being an MVP. Drew Holiday was an all-star a decade before the Bucs won a chip, literally seven years. So when you think about somebody who got it out the mud, I'm talking about somebody who has been there in the mud for nine years and then won a chip. But y'all know I get emotional when we talk about it. It's not mud. (laughs) Coming up, Daniel Jones is set for a big payday. But so is his teammate, Saquon Barkley. What is going on in a Big Apple? Who's more important to that success? They can only pick one of them as it pertains to the franchise tag. So who do you pick? The QB or the RB? Next on Speed. There was lots of mud in Milwaukee. Y'all, we're having way too much fun on this show. Who else was having fun? Jalen Hurts this season. He was 16-3 and as a starter, went to the Super Bowl. But now, with one year left on his deal, he's getting support from his star wide receiver, A.J. Brown. He did not mince words on what happened and what should happen. Next, speak up, A.J. Yes, I love Philly. And I'm about, what I'm about to say, you do not pay this man. Just shoot me off wherever he finna go. It's over. I'm telling you. Package deal me (laughs) with you. Listen, so you talk about pressure, how we get it done. I liked it until the end, 2-5. Because I'm like, you know, Howie don't, Howie don't do well with, 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 with commands or demands. Um, but 2-5, you played for the Eagles, all-time rushing leader. You are. How you feel about that, A.J. Brown? I like that, though. I, I like when I see, like, the wide receiver, especially the, the main wide receiver, speak on his quarterback. Like, like linemen speaking on their running backs. But when contract situations occur, some quarterbacks don't do that. Mm-hmm. I watched Drew Brees then speak up for Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. And, every, and, and, like, and the, um, what is it, the all-star players, we all were, t- were texting. I'm like, yo, you see that? Because it's, it's surprising. This is your main guy. Stick up for him. So I like to see that. Shady, go even further back, though. The primary beef, at least publicly, okay. between T.O. and McNabb. You ain't even yeah, got to go far. Yeah, the ooh. primary beef. I've talked to both of them publicly and privately, along with the GM at the time who did the deal. Was that McNabb spoke up, I believe, for Westbrook. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, 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 Westbrook yeah, well. yeah. McNabb spoke up for running back Brian memory, Westbrook yeah. when he wanted a payday, but McNabb did not speak up for T.O. Mm. when T.O. wanted a payday. And if I'm not mistaken, that was a primary fracture. Dave, you're giving me a facial expression. No, I, I, A, good memory. Yeah, good B, memory right? like, <laughs> if, if, speak up for T.O. or you're probably going to hear about it. That's why, <laughs> that's why I was making the face. T.O. was going off. Oh, my like, God. Like, please. Yeah. I'm, talking, I'm talking about on the field. Oh No, no. If they're – but – and I hear you, and we joke all the time about Howie and how he's not afraid to make deals, but if there's a guy who can say how he get it done, it's probably A.J. Brown. He traded a first-round pick for him, then made him one of the highest-paid receivers in football, and A.J. delivered on every bit of it. Every if he thinks that Jalen Hurts is worth a contract, good on him for saying it, and he's one of the few who can. Well, also, you know, this might not move the needle or the numbers, but it clearly is going to say something about how people will respond in the locker room. Yeah. What the energy in the building will be if yep. they play around here. And there's didn't mince words, so you know exactly how everyone's going to feel, and particularly how A.J. Brown's going to feel if you don't get it done. So while he doesn't necessarily have the power to decide what an actual deal will be or when it gets done, 
knowing this is what the reaction will be, and this will also play into the fan base as well, that loyalty is going to play a factor in this contract situation is important. Well, you know, the team in the NFC it actually has a more urgent quarterback situation isn't the Eagles. It's actually the New York Giants. Why? Mm. Because Daniel Jones was a first-round pick, and they did not pick up his fifth-year option. What's that mean? Well, now, in theory, he's a free agent, along with that superstar you're seeing on the scene, say, Quan Barkley. The Giants are in a dilemma. For those of you at home that do not realize, you can only use the franchise tag on one player. What is the franchise tag? Franchise tag simply says, hey, you are under our contract and you will get the average of the top five highest paid at the at the position. Dave will break down a couple more details on all that. So now it comes down to Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones. Who should the Giants prioritize? For me, it's simple. Saquon Barkley. Because Saquon Barkley is the player that is as close to a one-of-one player as, as you can be. Like, Saquon Barkley is a talent that you can't coach. You just have to be blessed to receive. Daniel Jones, on the other hand, he's a top 15, top 20 quarterback. Saquon Barkley is a top three running back. And we saw it this year when he was healthy and he went crazy. Rookie of the year, if you want to go back to 2018. Fast forward five years, he's healthy again, and he gave you over 1,500 all-purpose, if I am not mistaken. So while obviously quarterbacks are important, what I know about Brian Dayball is this. If you can get to the playoffs with Daniel Jones, and we did not think highly of Daniel Jones, nor did the Giants, because the Giants didn't pick up their fifth-year option, then I believe Daniel Jones is more replaceable 2-5 than Saquon Barkley. But you are the leading rusher running back on the first. desk. You got to go, big dog. I was hoping I would go like second or third. Who's more important to the Giants' success, Saquon or Daniel Jones? This is a hard one. It truly is. And I hate to even say this because I'm a running back. Uh-oh. I got to go with the quarterback. This is a quarterback-driven league. And then Saquon Barkley is a, is a phenomenal athlete, a superstar talent. You, you probably won't see another Saquon for another five, six, seven years. He has that type of talent. But, I mean, every year we expect Saquon to get busy because we know his talent level. Mm-hmm. We know his skill set. He's always injured. Like, with four years, he missed 22 games, mm-hmm. right? And, and I hate to even do this, but this is my job, and I got to do what I got to do. His, his best year was his rookie year. From my, yep. Okay. And then this one. They were 5-11. and 11. His, his best year he had. Yeah. You know what the best year that for, for Danny Dimes had? Playoff win. Ooh. You see what I'm saying? So if I had to just pick a player, yes, I want to go with Saquon because he's, he's such a talent. You know, now, 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 minus the injuries, he's a talent. But for a franchise to win and going forward, you got to have a quarterback. And, that's, and Daniel's been doing good, man. Yeah. I think the, the, the best thing about Brian Dayball is we've seen him really showing his true colors as a, as a coach. Right? Not just a head coach, but as an as a, as a offensive coordinator type of guy. You see him what he did with Josh Allen, and you see what he did with Danny Dimes. He can change that. So my thing is, if Danny wasn't doing good, I mean, for most of his career, and his last year he bought out because of the, the new coach and change, imagine what next year was going to look like. The year after that, he'll get better and better, and you can win with him. I think you, you pay the quarterback at a nice number. That's another thing I want to talk about. You're not paying Lamar Jackson here, right? Mm. You pay Danny Dimes. So, so g- give a nice payment for your quarterback, but save enough to get some pieces around him because the Giants, they need some players. So I, w- I would go with the quarterback. I'm so relieved. When I heard that that's where Shady was going to go. I, I hate was, to do that, though, Dave. No, I, but I'm relieved because I didn't want to get up here and slander your position. Oh. But it's easier to find it replacement is. production at running back. It just is. 15 running backs ran for 1,000 yards this year. Five of them were first-round picks. 
It speaks for itself, and, and that could be a, I mean, you know, you can find a Derrick Henry and a Nick Chubb in the second round. Aaron Jones was a mid-round pick. The, Tony Pollard, the guy who made, you know, we all forgot about Zeke Elliott. Tony Pollard, fourth-round pick for the Cowboys. You can find this production all over the draft. And even though I don't think the world of Daniel Jones, seriously, how many quarterbacks are getting? Are you getting this type of production from? And how many of them weren't drafted in the first round? Right. It's just very, very hard to find top tier, or even, I don't even want to say top tier, it's hard to find above average quarterback play without investing in it. That's not to say Daniel Jones should set the market. I wouldn't. That's why I would tag him. I would tag him. You can use the non-exclusive tag, $32 million. If somebody wants to come get him, they give you two first-round picks, and I go, oh, no, why why would you take Daniel Jones from me? No, okay, two first-round picks, cool. That's what I would do. (laughs) But it's still quarterback. It is hard to find above average but Dave, quarterback. But Dave, this, this is what's interesting to me. Daniel Jones was 21st in passing touchdowns. You want to talk about how many rushers had 1,000 yards? You said 15. How many quarterbacks had more passing touchdowns than Daniel Jones? 20, including Jimmy Garoppolo. And y'all know Jimmy Garoppolo ain't play every game this season. Mm. And he ain't even start the season, nor did he end the season. My thought, Joy, is if you were to draft right now and you could draft Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley, Ooh. You're drafting Saquon Barkley. Yeah. Like, if you had a roster you and they were both coming out of the draft and one was 26 and one was 24, 25, whatever they are, because they're around the same age, you draft in Saquon. So this is a similar predicament. you got to make a choice as it pertains to the tag. You can sign them both long-term. That's just why I'm thinking Saquon. But, Joy, what are you thinking? Well, you didn't, le- you didn't count Daniel Jones' rushing numbers as we well. We didn't. A lot of them. And that matters. didn't count Saquon's receiving. That's the only reason I yeah. didn't do that. No, you know, you did. You did. Ran for more yards. Yeah, like, start <laughs> but... quarterbacks rushing yards. That also, those, those yards, those touchdowns also count. We have a tendency to do that. It, they, those numbers contribute to the wins and losses. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, Daniel Jones is a is a dual threat quarterback. He is. Yep. He's, he's a really good running quarterback. I disagree with you that you would probably take a quarterback at the position if you were drafting if you didn't have a quarterback over Saquon because it's the most important position. This is why uh, you're going to earn your front office money, (laughs) the guys in in New York. I wouldn't want to have to make this decision. I would tag Daniel Jones because this is the first year that we've really felt confident in what Daniel Jones can do. And even with the great year that they had, he was 9-6-1. and Yeah. I mean – 15 touchdowns. It's not amazing. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, he, Playoff win. He, he did. He did. On the road. He did. We've, we've seen other quarterbacks do that, though. I'm just saying he's not a quarterback that you can hamstring your organization over. Right. And while he very much wants his money and probably feels he deserves it, and, and good on you, go get it if that's how you feel. But you need to see more high-level production from Daniel Jones yeah. before you commit to him long-term. Whereas Saquon, we know what this offense looks like without him, what that locker room looks like without him. He's really the face of the organization. Correct. And he has been. So if I have to choose between a player that I'm going to commit to long-term right now, it's definitely going to be Saquon. Tag Daniel Jones because I feel that even though Daniel Jones is a harder position to replace, Daniel Jones as a player isn't that's, as hard to replace. That's where I'm at. Like 2-5 – and at least in my limited four years in the NFL, I realized this. There are only so many freakazoids. Right. If you have a freakazoid, keep the freakazoid. Right. When, we was, when I was in Philly, it was you, Jeremy Macklin, Deshaun Jackson, Jason Peters, and a healthy, younger Michael Vick. Okay. Those were the dudes that I was like, yo, you don't see these dudes often. They right. just, they different. We didn't have you anymore. We didn't have D-Jack anymore. We didn't have Macklin anymore. And Chip Kelly was quickly fired. Saquon Barkley's one of those freakazoids. Right, I You agree. can roll out a Saquon Barkley on the field and be like, yo, I'll go to war with you any day. Right. 
who is Daniel Jones? Like, what you talking? Like, who is he? If Daniel Jones gets off the bus, we're laughing. Saquon gets off the yeah. bus. Uh oh. I, I, I agree with that. Now you got to make a point, but but the last two years he's only combined. He's at 900 yards combined. He's not playing on average. Yeah. Think about that though. So like I, Saquon is that type of freakazoid, like different type of talent, but also he got to play. The biggest the biggest talent is if you're available. Yeah. Right, yeah. and and he hasn't been. So yeah, I get that. This year he bought out, but if you look at his history and his patterns, the one year he bought out and he missed what two, three as as a player. So it's like, you, you, if you want to put all this money and invest in Saquon Barkley, the running back, because I love the running backs, pay the running backs, but you got to play. I have a question for you. Got to play real quick. Last year Daniel Jones was really good. Okay. Lat for Daniel Jones. Dan- Last year Saquon Barkley was really good. Beast. Period. Yep. Let's not act like. DJ wasn't bad them first four years either. Because while Saquon had been hurt, at least he good. Daniel Jones was just healthy and not good. So, like, if we're going to look at Saquon and say, man, but you've been hurt, don't you also have to look at Daniel Jones and say, hey, but you've been bad? Well, I mean, you, he asked you the question, but oh, I, okay, we've seen to- Shady brought it up. Saquon was great as a rookie, and the Giants were bad. 5-11. Daniel Jones plays well, and the Giants go to the playoffs. I, don't, I would love to know. What does competent quarterback play do for you as a running back? Like, how much easier is your job? A lot of the yards Saquon has because uh, Danny Giants was throwing the ball out, getting the ball out there on time. Uh, the box gets full, you throwing the ball, okay, let me loosen the box up. Now you can run a little bit. And your coordinator, Danny Ball is a hell of a coach, man. So my thing is, like, if I can do this with you in, in my first year, right now we got a whole year of tape. So I'm going to sit Danny Dines right here. Come here, sit down. And I'm going to show you how to get better and better and better. Tape is everything. Offseason to de- de- develop, where he didn't have that before. He might be better than what we think. Now, yes, Saquon is probably a better talent, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Saquon's a beast, but you got to play. You, you talked about me and Deshaun. I'm out there every Sunday. Yeah, that's real. Come that's on. Real, yeah. So you need your guys to be playing. Shady didn't do that hurt stuff. Yeah, I don't, training room? I want in there. <laughs> that's my favorite Shady quote. Coming up, <laughs> speaking of contracts, everyone wants to know, if Lamar Jackson's next deal will keep him in Baltimore. He had a cryptic IG post that you need to see because this situation's getting very interesting. Do not go anywhere. We're going to reveal some details of this situation next on. As we celebrate Black History Month, I'd like to recognize Teresa Weatherspoon. You already know her credentials. NCAA champ with Louisiana Tech, two-time All-American, two-time WNBA Defensive Player of the Year, five-time WNBA All-Star, Olympic gold medalist, Naismith Hall of Famer, class of 2019, and now an assistant coach for the New Orleans Pelicans. What you might not know about Spoon, though, is why she's an MVP off the court. As one of the few female coaches in the NBA, let alone a black female coach, she's blazing new trails and doing it with such class. I asked her one time how she handles being a woman in a man's world, and she told me, oh, no, wrong way to look at it. I belong here just as much as any male gen. Got it, Spoon. Lesson learned. NBA players making millions respect her so much because she genuinely cares. She's humble enough to notice others and take the time to get involved, but she's wise enough to give advice that really makes a difference. Zion Williamson credits Spoon with helping him through those dark days of the foot injury that cost him all of last season. I mean, he tears up when he starts talking about her. Spoon also notices the undrafted two-way players. They go under her wing, too. She makes everybody feel like someone important. It's a beautiful lesson for a coach impacting athletes, but it's just as important in life for the rest of us.
Thursday news of the day is a franchise tag window in the NFL. It is officially open. Well, what does that mean? Well, Lamar Jackson, one of the biggest names in all of sports, could be tagged. The Ravens, they've been up in the air on their decision with Lamar Jackson. Do you give him an exclusive tag or... You give him that Deshaun Watson $230 million fully guaranteed type of deal. Remember, that salary for Lamar Jackson, whether tagged or annually, would come out to about $45 million. But this is what was interesting. In the last 24 hours, Lamar Jackson took to Instagram, posting cryptically, no matter how much genuine love you show, it'll never be enough. So, blanket. Ice cold emoji. Again, I'm not going to try to interpret that. Joy got mad at me last time I tried, so I'm done interpreting emojis, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, Slick Rick Abuka, we have not yet got your opinion on this very interesting topic. What should the Ravens do with Lamar Jackson? Does that sound like a marriage proposal? Done not to me. It does not. Fair? Not to yeah, me. It doesn't sound like, hey, I, this is what I want to do. And we've been getting these signals for the last five years. What they should do is tag and trade Lamar Jackson. Because mm. as great as Lamar has been, and as great as the Ravens are, this has not been a fit from the very beginning. It simply hasn't. What and you noticing at, that I missed, Slick? What you noticing? Yeah. Break this down for me. I'm interested. Well, in, in trying to make this, first of all, he's had a tremendous amount of success there, correct? Yes, yes. They have had middling success with him, if we're talking playoffs, compared to what they've done under John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh, record in the playoffs, without Lamar Jackson, is 10-5. and five. Mm-hmm. His record in the playoffs with Lamar Jackson is 1-4. and four. Mm-hmm. So the idea that they have to have Lamar Jackson to be successful, I believe is facetious. The other part of it is, is that and through all these negotiations, for all the success that they've had since he's been there, they clearly are not on the same page in terms of what Lamar Jackson is worth. They've been able to build teams without a Lamar Jackson-type quarterback. And so I look at it as the DNA simply does not fit. Lamar Jackson wants to get paid like a franchise quarterback. I believe he is a franchise quarterback. I do not believe he is the Baltimore Ravens franchise quarterback because it's not how they have traditionally built teams and been successful. So let's stop pretending. Let's not do the Kirk Cousins thing and we're going to tag and we're going to kick the can down the road and we're going to see if you can stay healthy and if we, you can take us to the promised land. We've already seen that. He's not built for the way you guys play. So let's move on. Take everything you can get for Lamar Jackson right now and build the kind of Ravens team that you have traditionally built over the years since John Harbaugh has been the head coach. I don't disagree, but Joy, I know you got some yeah. thoughts. So uh, I'm looking at Joy, looking at me. I'm like, you ready? Look, <laughs> you ready? We're gonna take that lead. We're gonna take that lead show. Go and get it. Go and get it, Joy. To make sure that you were finished. I mean, what it sounds like is the Ravens are trying to send texts with a typewriter. All that sounds real good. All that winning stuff you used to do sounds real good. The Super Bowl, Joe Flacco, ten and five, Trent Dilfer. All that sounds real good. But historically speaking, Harbaugh was almost up out of there before Lamar Jackson got there. That's facts. Mm, they were, okay. they were okay. contemplating moving on from him. They were questioning if he was the issue. Okay. Now, I wouldn't have agreed with that move, but that is just the facts. They were discussing if he was going to move on from the Ravens. Are you saying Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson saved his job? Absolutely yes. Did. Absolutely yes. Did. Absolutely did. Yes, he did. The, 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 thing that, the thing about the Ravens is they're living off of their reputation. They're living off of their history. They were uh, they rocked in high school, bro. 
And they rock now. They won. But they, it was 20 years ago. It was a long time ago. It wasn't 20 years ago for Flacco, obviously. But it was a long time ago, and it was a different NFL. If we look at the way that the NFL is trending, you spoke about this the last time we talked about it. Let's look at the, at the quarterbacks who are playing in the Super Bowl. Let's look at the quarterbacks who are winning the Super Bowl just over the last five years. The Ravens don't have this transcendent defense that they had when they won with those lower-level quarterbacks. They just do not. They have great players, but nobody talks about the Ravens' defense the way that we even talked about the Philadelphia defense, and we all think that the Niners' defense was the most transcendent defense this year. They're not even in those conversations. And guess what neither one of those teams did this year? Win the Super Bowl. So it sounds good, and it is important. I'm a defense girl. I love a great defense. But at the end of the day, you have to have a quarterback to win a Super Bowl in this league. So if you're telling me that you don't want to build it that way, that is fine. I will happily remove you from the contention conversation. You're just a good team that shows up. Maybe you compete for a division. Maybe you make a little noise in the playoffs. It'll be real cute, but you will get smoked by a team with a transcendent offense. Okay, okay, but... Since Lamar Jackson's been there and since he's been a league MVP and all that he has done and accomplished, right. have they contended for a, for a Super Bowl? They haven't, Slick. So, so I, you can tell me that this is the blueprint for the modern NFL, and I could just as well say, yeah, but the Baltimore, Baltimore Ravens have never followed that blueprint, and Lamar Jackson has not demonstrated that that blueprint works in Baltimore. I don't think it's as simple as that either. Because, I mean, this is a nuanced conversation. When we talk about what Lamar Jackson has had to work with as offensive pieces, which you also need, which most teams, except for the Chiefs, need, they haven't done a great job with that. Not saying they haven't tried, but but you don't get credit for just Here's my issue, though, Joy. I don't know that you can have it both ways, meaning this. We can't knock the Ravens for not having a transcendent defense, but then knock the Ravens for not drafting transcendent defensive players. Think about the Niners that have the best defense in ball. Bosa was drafted there. Fred Warner was drafted there. Mm-hmm. Hufunga was drafted there. Greenlaw was drafted there. Those are players that they drafted in the first round, third round, fifth right. round. Like, those are players they could draft. Kittle, the Ravens Kittle's been, drafted there. Kittle drafted there. But, Shady, I'm only talking even defense. Right. When you think about the Ravens, they're not drafting Bosa's. Why? Because they're drafting wide receivers, um, I forget where he's out of, maybe Minnesota, um, that number, Grish Batemans. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. drafting Batemans. They're drafting Dobbinses. They're drafting Andrewses. They're drafting Hayden Hurst. They're yeah. drafting Duvernays. They're drafting these offensive players. So I just, I can't be what's mad that, at them tell you? I tell you, so they, they might not be drafting well, right? Mm-hmm. That happens. There's other teams that put teams together. They draft or they trade. Right. The Bills, right? They made some draft picks, but they also made some trades. Yeah. But that's, hold on, hold on. The Rams. They draft some players. Mm-hmm. They, they some also trades. make some trades. So when you put this team together, everything you talked about, you got to have a quarterback. Lamar Jackson's that quarterback. When I look at the first of all, you, you guys are going back to 2012. What were you doing in 2012? I was a rookie. What were you doing in 2012? <laughs> I was at that Super Bowl. Do you see what I'm saying? That's years ago. The league is so different now. I, if I had to name a defense like that, you can't. That's how they win games, by defense. The game has changed. Okay. For example, right? Mm-hmm. Now that you can't win games – when you're averaging 13 points a game. You can't do it, Slick. Mm-hmm. This league, you can't do that. That's what they were doing back then, Understood. right? And when Lamar Jackson doesn't play, that's what they average. They average like 13 points a game. That's that. ranked, 30, ranked 31st. When Lamar Jackson plays, they're a top 10 offense. They're averaging 25 points a game. You need that. Last thing, you talked about players around Lamar Jackson. You said, oh, they haven't, did, they haven't done much with Lamar Jackson, right? Contenders. Mm-hmm. He needs help. 
You're talking about drafting help. Oh, okay. Need, I'm so glad okay, you on. went there. Let me finish. I am so glad you if, went there. When we look at all the, the, the teams that are contenders. Yes. Right? Yes. From even the, yes. the, 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 the Niners. Yep. Everybody's talking about Atlanta. They need a quarterback. They made some moves. Mm. Hey, what did they do? They bring Kristen McCaffrey there to help that team out. The Philadelphia Eagles. What did they do? They brought in help. Yes. I think Jalen Hurts is a phenomenal player, right? But is he as phenomenal if he doesn't have A.J. Brown? Hell no. Okay. Same thing with Patrick Mahomes. He's a great player. You got a guy like Travis Kelsey. You got to have some help. Yeah. You get Lamar Jackson. I don't want no draft picks. Sure. Right? Because sure. they don't – obviously, sure. they don't draft well. Right. We, we just – we noticed that. Yeah. Go in there, spend some money, like like how we did with the Philadelphia Eagles, the GM. Mm. Go out there and get you some big-time players to help Lamar Jackson. Mm. Mm. Simple as that. Because yeah. if, if you watch the tape, if you watch – if you break in tape mm. down, we stop Lamar Jackson, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. What's the problem? Talk to me, big dog. You can only spend so much money. And we have skipped right past the point of that Lamar Jackson wants to get paid like the top of the So what's been his excuse this whole time until now? They're not paying him now. Right. What's the excuse when he's cheap? You don't have money to spend now? You're no, not no, paying no, Lamar no, no, Jackson no. now. Understood. But you don't know what you – you haven't known what you've got in Lamar Jackson to this point. You have a you have MVP. MVP. You have an MVP. But you have an MVP, but you haven't won. In the post, so you get him help. That's what teams do. Like the Bills, right? The Bills, they they, they went out there and they got help. You could have a, a, a you could have a top five paying paid quarterback. You could have a top five paid wide receiver. It happens all the time. Here's my Let thought though, two five, because the the Ravens did do what you're suggesting. Who, I just don't who, know who. who, who, who. Middle Dra- of, no middle of the season. Who do they trade for? They who? traded for Roquan. What happened? I, I, let me let me let me. That helps Lamar Jackson. It helps the team. The, de- the defense immediately started giving up 14.7 points per game and was second in the NFL. You can roll your eyes if you want no, to, but, but there are two like, sides of the ball. I you, play defense, you play offense. Okay. So I'm looking at the defense. Okay, we're not talking about defense. We need to help our quarterback. We need to help our quarterback. But you need to help your team. Come on, man. Yeah. You need all right, to help all right. Your team. Well, Thank you. Everything the Ravens have done, everything they've done defensively, <laughs> everything they did this year has, has landed in the exact same results. Right. So maybe perhaps the Ravens are just not running the team as well as we want to give them credit for on both sides of the ball. You, they're, they're, pick a poison. If that's what you're going to do, then go all in on defense. Which one of the peers are doing? But you have to score points. You have to score points. You don't get points for sacks. You don't get points for tackles you for don't, loss. But can I get one point? Go ahead, go ahead, if we look at all the playoff teams, right? Let's real quick. The Dolphins. Mm-hmm. What did they do? They, they got beat by the Bills. No, no, no. I'm talking all the playoff teams. They went out there and helped their quarterback. Yes, sir. Okay. Tua, they got in weapons. Yep. Okay. Big weapons. Who's next? The Bills. What did they go? Right, they go out there and they get weapons. Hold on. Step on, hold on let me finish. Step Let's on this. Keep preaching. going. The Bengals. I mean, God dang. All the weapons. All the weapons. All that. The Chiefs. All that. They lose Tyreek Hill. What do they do? They go pay two other receivers to come here. Come here, please. Then they make a trade with the Giants and get Kadaris Tony, uh, um, Tony yep, yep, yep. who had to a, a touchdown in the Super Bowl and, 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 and a game-winning punt return. Uh, return. You preach it. Am, am, I, am I getting hot? You preach it. I'm he, heating up. Who, who's next? Uh, go Eagles. AJ Brown. Shady. Who's next? Okay, so all, all that means, if you're a playoff team and you're, you're going to be a contender to win a Super Bowl, you got to go out there and help your you quarterback with can players. We, can we get back to the question? No, we got to go to the next segment. We got to go to break. We got to go to break. We got to go to break. That's a murder on speech right now. I'm going to break. Coming up, LeBron James says making the playoffs is not Missing the playoffs is not in his DNA. But what would making the playoffs actually mean for the King? Is that a success in and of itself? I think not. Shady breaking a sweat. Y'all don't want to lie. Joy, did I do him, Joy? Did I do him, Joy Taylor? Well, we transition to basketball. The Lakers, they have a lot of work to do to make the playoffs. Currently the 13th seed. LeBron James talked about the stretch run and said, quote, it's 23. 
of the most important games of my career for a regular season. He added being out of the postseason for two straight years is not a part of his DNA. Slick Rick, I've been waiting for this question all show long. Making the playoffs, is that a success in and of itself for LeBron James? It would be a wild success under these circumstances. And I'm going to uh, do this segment under duress because I'm still mad at you hijacking the last segment. (laughs) That said, uh, it would also be out of character because LeBron James normally doesn't play just to make the playoffs. Mm. If his team's not capable of playing for a title – He's going to dip or let's, I'm not going to put all in. So the fact that he's saying these are the most important games of my career uh, says something. It says that he's going for it. But to be able to put it together, going from 13th place mm-hmm. and having to go past teams. Look, the Lakers improved. If you look at the teams ahead of them, all of them made improvements as well. And outside of the Utah Jazz and the uh, Orlando Magic and the Houston Rockets, and I'm not even sure the Utah Jazz belong there. So let's just say the Orlando Magic and the Houston Rockets. There's the only two teams that they play down the stretch in these next 23 games that are not playing for the same thing that the Lakers are playing for. So they have to compete and compete at a high level. And this isn't like the bubble where we're going to get three months off and then we're going to play 20 games and then or not even we're going to play seven or eight games and then we're going to have a playoff run. This is they've got to play all out for 23 games And that's just to get to the playoffs. So the fact if they accomplish that, and considering the way LeBron is going to have to change his perspective on what success and how it's defined, I think would be a wild, wild success and would say a lot about where he is at age 38 if he were to drag this team into the playoffs. Slick, it's not enough for me. 2006, I was at American Airlines Center. Not to be confused, I believe, with the American Airlines Arena. American Airlines Center. That was, diff- that was difficult is, that year. Because yes. Um, I was in Dallas. Oh, Dallas, I'm sorry. I was watching Dirk Nowitzki in a playoff game go up 2-0 against the Miami Heat. Mm. I've seen Dirk win playoff games in Dallas. You know what Lakers fans haven't seen? They've seen LeBron James win one playoff game in crypto. Mm. It's not enough for him to make the playoffs. LeBron James going to the playoffs in and of itself, Shady, that is not enough. He's got to win a playoff series. I was so sick, Slick, after the Lakers won their chip, watching DeAndre Ayton dismantle the Lakers, putting up 20 and 20 like he was Shaq in his prime. I mean, the Suns just just beat the brakes. I I was disgusted. I I would have rather, and clearly it's not reality, because sure, the Lakers would have rather made the playoffs, but I would rather the Lakers have not shown up than show up and watch Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Aiton. Mind you, I didn't know how good the Suns were going to be at the time. They ended up going to the Western Conference Finals. But watch Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and Aiton just dunk on the heads of LeBron James? Mm. It's not enough, Slick. If you're one of the top two best players of all time, top three inarguably, if you're one of those greats, making the playoffs joy to me, that's not enough. you got to at least go to the playoffs and do something to be proud of. Yeah, I think winning a playoff series would be successful. But I also don't look at what's happened this season and really last season as something that LeBron James is solely responsible for. I mean, how long did this Lakers front office take to make these moves? I mean, we were just waiting for them to do anything to fix the roster that they decided to blow up. And keep in mind Anthony Davis, who is a max player, who is considered to be one of the top players in the league, is often not available. 
So we can say that, you know, LeBron wanted to play with these players and LeBron played roles in it, and he certainly did, although I don't think he is as hands-on with the roster with this particular Lakers front office as he has been in, in the past. But those players are on the court with LeBron. LeBron should not be expected to carry a team that has Anthony Davis on it. Anthony Davis should be available, and he hasn't been available for a lot of it. So while I do think it would be great, as particularly for Lakers fans, I would agree with you, to be able to see them win a playoff series, when you consider what's gone on this season, when you consider the availability issues that AD has had, and when you consider what – what took so long for the Lakers front office to make these moves, it would be a wild success for them to even make the playoffs. Here's my issue, though, 2-5, is this. When people have these conversations about LeBron, about Jordan, about Kareem, about Kobe, about Shaq, about Bird, about Magic, about Akeem, about Russell, about Wilt, about all the greats, Mm -hmm. they don't consider a lot. When you talk about the Warriors losing when they were up 3-1, people don't often consider in the heat of that argument, well, what about Draymond? It's just kind of like, nah, LeBron came back. Spend it on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. there's so much nuance that Joy brought up mm. that people just, they don't consider. So let me ask you, is making the playoffs enough for LeBron James? That's successful. Yeah, I think it is enough. Um, look at this year, right? So many different injuries. They complain about the lineups, you know, a new coach this year. And LeBron to, to have the, become the, the, the scoring champ of all time, like, I think to go to the playoffs, that would be so successful for all that, the whole narrative, and then get to the end and they make the playoffs. Anthony Davis, who's a great player, but he's not, he's never there. I think that now he's healthy, he's playing. D'Angelo Russell, who's, he's, he's emerged back to that, that role that we thought he could do and, and be. They're playing at a high level, I think, with, with, with this team they have right now. So for LeBron James to get to the playoffs, anything can happen. I always talk about winning the championship. Yeah, everybody talks about that, but it's really just, just getting, getting there. Once you get into the dance, anything's possible. You talked about Draymond Green. You don't expect that Draymond Green to get suspended. It happens. Guys get injured all the time. You might have to go against, I don't know, the Mavs or whoever. And knock on wood, but somebody may get hurt. It's the game. It's the sport we're playing. I think about the, 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 um, the, the Toronto series against the Warriors. KD. KD, Clay. but Clay. So anything can happen. I think that, that series would have been way harder, but it wasn't. Long as they get to, that, the, the, to the playoffs, Anything can happen. It's LeBron James. And when I talk about LeBron James, I was being disrespectful. Let me put the crown on because mm-hmm. he is the king, and that's giving him his respect. If he gets to the playoffs, anything can happen. But, Slick, is this an indictment to some degree on LeBron that we would say, like, hey, it's enough to make the playoffs? Like, LeBron is compared to Jordan. Like, he's not compared to yeah. uh, Akeem Elijah, one who's a great in and of itself. LeBron is compared to, like, the greatest. To say, like, yeah, it's enough to make the playoffs – don't you think, like, in the narrative of the history of the game that that's almost a slight? Because Jordan is six for six, no game sixes. And yeah. we're like, you know, if LeBron makes the playoffs, it's a success. And end this combo on that. It, it's a fair point. Uh, I can't ignore the fact that LeBron James is 38 years old. He is 38. Point. And so to ask him to be a guy who's going to lead a team to a championship, as much as people might talk about that being a possibility, I haven't considered that a reality the last couple of years, it was supposed to be Anthony Davis who was supposed to take over the reins that's right, that's right. of this team, and it hasn't happened. Now, but you bring up an interesting point that I think people Normally look does, past. Man. This is the fourth time that the Lakers have made over this team since LeBron has been there, and it has always been around LeBron James. And he made them essentially make this by saying, I'm disappointed that we didn't get Kyrie Irving. You can't go back in that locker room with those dudes. <laughs> after saying, yeah, essentially, I don't think I can win with you. I wish we had gotten Kyrie Irving. And one of the reasons why it was delayed was 
because of the circumstances this year. There's so many teams that had a shot at potentially being doing what the Lakers did. Nobody wanted to make deals until the last second. Mm. So they didn't have an opportunity to change this team dramatically early on. Now the pressure is on LeBron James. This is what I love about the way you, you, you presented it. Yes, it would be a wild success if he gets into the playoffs. It would be an abject disappointment as well if they don't mm. because they gave him everything that he asked for. They got him shooting. They got him defense. The team is there now poised that if LeBron James still has the ability to lead a team, Dog, let's take us, take us to the promised land, and we'll see if he does. We will see. I don't think Very George Taylor loved what she was hearing. <laughs> but, but we're out of time. <laughs> Sorry, George. Look, no more time. Coming up, what we might be witnessing, the greatest quarterback class since 1983. When you think about Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Tua Tungavailoa, I'm talking about one of the greatest quarterback classes ever. But which QB has earned the biggest payday? Is it the greatest individual, the greatest team? I don't know. Come back and find out next on Beat. I can feel joy for this. I Well, take a look at this. This is fascinating. The quarterbacks drafted in that 2020 draft class. You got Tua Tungabailoa. When he's been available, he has been balling. But you also got Joe Burrow taking number one overall. Y'all remember Justin Herbert. The Chargers took him. And the Eagles, to everyone's surprise, took Jalen Hurts. Dave Hellman brought up a great point. This class probably rivals that 1983 draft class of John Elway, Dan Marino. When you talk about the potential of what this class can accomplish, they are all eligible for their second contracts. That's what makes this conversation so fascinating. If they're all available for their second contract, now who has earned the biggest bag? For me, Shady, I think that Jalen Hurts has earned the biggest bag of all of these quarterbacks. Not to say he'll get it, but he's earned it because if you want to talk about individually, Jalen Hurts has had more success than all of them. Yep. I'm a second-team All-Pro. Herbert, you can't say that. Tua, I'm sorry, don't even try to say that. Even you, Joe Burrow, you can't say that on any given year you were one of the two best quarterbacks in the business. When you balled Joe Burrow last year, Josh Allen was better than you. Aaron Rodgers was better than you. When you balled Joe Burrow this year, I, Jalen Hurts, was better than you. And Patrick Mahomes was better than you. So Jalen Hurts can say, I'm top two. And Jalen Hurts can say that same Super Bowl that you went to, Joe Burrow, I went to, and I played better in the game than you did, clearly against different defenses. But still, Jalen Hurts has the argument to stand on. Shady, what say you? What quarterback has earned the biggest bag from that class? I'm being honest, everybody but Tua. I mean, it's like, you know, like I don't know the, the safety of, of his career. I mean, he might call it quits. I don't know. He has some, some serious injuries. Serious issues. But if he go from this quarterback to quarterback, Jalen Hurts, right? It's hard to do to be a – Okay. Pro. Or to do. He did that. And also, taking that team Philadelphia. See, the thing is, we see what it is now, but I love the journey. I'm a Kobe Bryant nut. He always talks about the journey. The journey is better than, than the success. Last year, where were they at? Right? We seen Jalen Hurts against the, against the Bucks. Yep. It was scary. Different player this year. Texas team always has a Super Bowl and balls out in a Super Bowl game. So he, gonna, he deserves some big type of money. Mm -hmm. And then Joe Burrow. I mean, let's be honest. Like, the, the Bengals? <laughs> the Bengals before he got there? I mean. Bad, bad. Okay, so now you get him, and, and he takes his team twice in two years to the AFC Championship game. That's a good point. And then goes to the Super Bowl. Good point. He's going to deserve some money. And then the most talented quarterback out of all of them, I got to say, Justin Herbert. He's probably, I mean, you know, you had to draw a quarterback up. <laughs> he's not, it would be him. He's not wrong about big, that. Big arm. He, has the, he probably has the most uh, stats-wise out of all these guys. And then. To his argument, man, like, it wasn't his fault. His defense in 2020 was ranked 23rd. 
2021, ranked 29th, and 2022, ranked 22 in defense. So he's been doing this part as a quarterback, putting points up and, and scoring. It's been his defense that's been letting him down. So all them quarterbacks deserve their money. I would go with uh, Jalen Hurts because he's, he's the hometown. And, you know, I like his style. Hometown. George Taylor, I like his style. Uh, who has earned the biggest bag of that 2020 class? Uh, I mean, I think Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow are in a different class than sure. Herbert and Tua. Uh, I mean, we've seen Burrow do it for longer. So Jalen hit a higher ceiling with the All-Pro this year. But Joe Burrow was playing in a Super Bowl last year and went back to an AFC Championship game this year. So he has a, another year of resume on Jalen Hurts, if you want to make that argument. I kind of have to agree with Shady. When we talk about these quarterbacks and what a quarterback means to each individual organization, that's what you yeah. have to pay attention to when we're talking about paying. The next guy up is going to make the most amount of money, but they're all going to get the bag right. because that's everyone can't pay the same guy. There's, there's got to be enough quarterbacks to go around. So what Justin Herbert means to that organization, what Jalen means to the Eagles, what Joe Burrow means to the Bengals, is going to determine what they get paid, and it's all going to be a lot. So I do think that there is a, a different class between Jalen Hurts and Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert because Justin Herbert hasn't had the success in the postseason that these guys have had, but that's not going to matter at all to the Chargers when it comes time to paying him. I will, I'll give a name. I'll give a specific name because I think it's Joe Burrow. I re- and, and they all deserve it, but if you have to split hairs, which is what we're doing in this conversation because of how good all these guys are, I really think it's Joe Burrow – because you got to look at this in totality. It's so easy to do what just happened recently, and all respect to Jalen Hurts, but remember, 2020, Joe Burrow smoking the cigar for LSU. I remember finally. What school did you went to? What school did you go to? I did go to LSU. Oh, and I remember, oh, but Shady, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do with the very real conversation of, is this guy even going to play for the Bengals? Maybe Joe Burrow is going to sit out. That's how sorry the Cincinnati Bengals are. Number one overall pick is supposed to transform a franchise. The Bengals had five playoff wins in their history when Joe Burrow showed up. How many did they have in three seasons with Joe? Five of them. Five. Five of them. He's already right. Okay, guess what? Joe Burrow has five playoff wins and he's lost a Super Bowl, which means he's equaled the Bengals' accomplishments (laughs) in franchise history already. He's got the numbers. I hear what you're saying. Like, Jalen's going to have the all-pro designation next to his name forever, and he deserved it. Joe Burrow's in the AFC slugging it out with Mahomes and Josh (laughs) Allen and Lamar Jackson and Justin Herbert. This year, Jalen Hurts' closest competition in terms of top-tier quarterback play was what? Dak Prescott? Now you're starting to hate. I'm the only guy. I know I'm the only person with a positive opinion. You was doing great. Here comes the hate. Joe, Joe Burrow has been slugging it out in the conference that we all agree is tougher. He's lived up to the draft stock every single way you That's could fair. imagine. And, and, yeah, he's had a lot of help. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Boy. they're all great. But Mixon. guess what? Joe, Joe Mixon. All, hey, all these guys need help. You want me to go through Jalen's right? list? I, here, here you want me to talk about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams? You, Davis, Joe Burrow has traveled a much harder road than I think any of those quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. And in all honesty – Maybe like just about any quarterback in the last 10 years. You go to a, a franchise that is don't know how to win a playoff game. Andy Dalton got them there. I respect Andy Dalton. I think they went six straight years. Andy Dalton got him there. But the Bengals didn't know how to win a playoff game. And Joe Burrow shows up, not only wins a playoff game, wins games. Now, he do got Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase is like that. And he do got Joe Mason. All and good Joe quarterbacks like have good players around them. They have yeah, to. Right now, I don't, yeah, but, I won't, but, I won't but I'll say yeah. like the journey that Joe Burrow traveled is probably the greatest journey. I think Acho made the best point of all during the break, honestly, which is 
okay, we all agree. These three all deserve the bag. The one that gets the most is probably the one that blinks last. Like, yeah, who's willing to sign that deal last? Because that guy's going to get the most money. That's I can't wait to see how they handle I that. I don't know. I think it will be interesting to see if any of these guys negotiate a not maybe Mahomes number deal because he is an outlier, but a longer, more team-friendly deal it worked so that out. they can continue mm. to compete. That's a good point. We will see. Well, coming up, we got to take care of some family business that you do not want to miss. This has been an epic show. I love hanging. I hope you all love hanging with us. We aren't going anywhere. Stick around for this commercial break. We got a little bit more when you get back. We had to bring the whole family back to end the show. Slick, yeah. I know you had one gripe about yeah. Lamar Jackson conversation. What yeah. was it? Well, one of many, but look, we were asking the question, what do you do with Lamar Jackson, not what have the Ravens done? And what do they do? Talk you don't pay him the bag when he can't take you to, to the me. Super Bowl. I learned from the best of the business. You got to change the narrative. Change the <laughs> question. No, 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 Shady. I don't change the questions. I ask you the questions. But you change, you change your answer. Yeah, sometimes you change the question. Listen, no. I just know I'm right. Those are the best segments is when it changes in the middle of it. Yeah. Dave, you did do a pivotal thing that you're not supposed to do on this show. Oh, God. You said a mid-show oh, conversation. You said an off-camera conversation. You said off-camera I was doing something, and you're not supposed to do that unless you get approval. You do it all the time. Why everybody's blaming me? Great job, Nick. We'll be back.